As we get ready for the message and um, the time together in the Word of God, we're uh, blessed to have a couple of guests with us today um, that are with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and uh, specifically here in the Northwest Iowa area. And so I want to invite Roger Summerlot to come and join me, and would you please welcome Roger as he comes forward. So Roger's going to give us a bit of a ministry update, and joining him today also is Adam Timmerman. He's the Northwest Iowa director, and um, some of you may know Adam from the football days, and some of you may know Roger from the football days. If you were in the Pocahontas area, Coach Summerlock, a couple claps, right? <laughs> former players in the house, former parents. And uh, we're very thankful to have Roger and Adam here, and they have a special guest Solomon with them too. I'll give you a shout out as well. And um, I've asked them to come and share share some testimony on the significance of the Word of God in their own life. We've been in this Psalm 119 series emphasizing the Word of God. And so they're going to share in on a little bit of that. But one thing they brought to me is they said, Russ, we have this Bible study method that we use when we go and work with coaches and with students. We absolutely love it. They use it personally, and they thought this would be great to uh, present to us so that we can take the, a tool like this and use it for our own uh, personal lives. And so there's actually going to be a sheet that's going to be handed out to you by our ushers that will guide you through as they're walking us through the Word and um, they're not necessarily going to be in the Psalm 119 uh, passage today, but they're going to be emphasizing the word and how that applies to their own lives and passing that on uh, to us. So would you uh, take a minute here to join me in prayer, and then I'm going to hand things over to Roger. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this time here together in worship as we gather around your word and you speak into our hearts and into our lives. And Father, I lift up Roger to you as he shares today. Please use him, minister through him, and Adam as well as they share with us, God. I pray that you would bless this time together. Be also with our children's ministry. Bless their time in the word. Let us all grow in Christ today to your honor and to your glory. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thank you, Roger. Thanks, Russ. Um, I just want to say first, uh, I want to thank the congregation, like Paul does many times in his epistles, thanking people for the partnership in the gospel and in the furtherance of the kingdom of God. And um, really, um, I've been involved with FCA since the early 90s, uh, just as a volunteer, as we have some volunteers in this room that help with FCA, and when I retired, Adam and the state director convinced me to um, help uh, here in Northwest Iowa. And uh, one of the things I've really seen that has been neat, not only here but across the state and for sure in Northwest Iowa, is a lot of partnership with churches, and that has been uh, really a neat thing because one of the goals of FCA is not to be a church but we want to help uh, further the kingdom through coaches and teachers and students. And some of those people aren't going to church. (laughs) And we hope 
that at some point they start getting involved with their local church, and especially young people. A lot of young people don't go to church. And uh, we have young people in our student huddles that don't go to church. And uh, they're getting to read the scriptures and study that and uh, bump into that, however you want to say that. But I'm thankful for your financial contributions to me in the ministry here and to, um, and to really to Northwest Iowa and, and across the state. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But one of the neat things that I've found out in the last couple of years is, is I've got to know teachers and coaches is just the um, uh, kind of the, you might just say uh, there's a group <laughs> and, and you get to rub shoulders. And so what I'm going to share with you is just what's going on in the five schools that I work with. But I want to tell you, this is multiplied across northwest Iowa, which Adam is overseeing, and we're, we're seeing it happen all over. Um, we're seeing it happen all over the state. We're seeing it happen all over the United States. We're seeing it happen overseas now. Uh, uh, FCA has had a major impact overseas just in the last few couple of years. And, um, you know, God's using this tool. And God, um, God had the leadership go from a, an event um, organization to much more of let's get people in the Word of God organization and work on um, the gospel and discipleship. And, and leadership. And uh, so, you know, um, I'm just thankful for all of that. So what you're going to see here, but the five schools that I work with are uh, East Sac County, Humboldt, Manson, South Central, and Pokey. Um, I did play Humboldt a few times in football, but the other, uh, um, when uh, Greg Thomas, my good friend, uh, took the job there. He wanted to play us. Uh, but anyway, uh, the other ones were rivals. And so it's really interesting uh, being able to do ministry with your rivals. <laughs> All right. So, and I, I've got uh, one of my former players from 25 years ago running the screen for me. So I get to, I get to yell at him again. So I'm ready for the next side, Tyler. <laughs> All right. So one of the exciting things, this is just a big picture of what we're doing. Uh, we have six coaches, teachers, huddles, which um, uh, is about 40 to 50 people. I know that seems strange to have a um, uh, hyphen in there, but uh, you have your regulars and you have your people that are popping in and out. Uh, but this has been exciting, and it's probably the most exciting part for me is to work with my, uh, the people uh, that teach and coach, and we can look at spiritual things in that aspect. We have five student huddles uh, in the area, and there's about 170 kids going to those student huddles right now. So that's a lot of people. Some of those were already going. Before I came, there was no coaches and teachers huddles when we started. So, okay, Tyler. Um, what, what we're trying to do, and I know this probably hard for you to read, so I'll read it to you, but uh, 
we're trying to get mobilized volunteers, and like Tracy is a mobilized volunteer. And what that means is they've been trained. Uh, they're a trained volunteer in a school who help lead either a student or a coach's huddle. And uh, it involves an MLA, which is a min ministry leadership application. And then we have some online volunteer training that we want them to do through FCA. And the total we have trained in this area are seven coaches. And this has all just kind of been rolled out in the last year where we're trying to do this. But um, it's part of it is a, uh, protection of our statement of faith in FCA, which is pretty conservative. So uh, it's very, very, very important that we're doing this. And uh, you can move on, Tyler. So uh, one of the things that's new is we're trying to train our student leaders to lead. And uh, we actually have uh, 11 students across the area that have been trained to uh, help lead at their student huddles, and some of them are sitting in this room. So it's exciting to work with them on that. And now I'm going to just show you uh, just some pictures of people, um, and uh, it kind of weaves a story. This is not all of, um, not all of the huddles. Uh, we just don't have time for that. But this was a picture last spring, and uh, if you can't read the yellow things. We're telling Adam we need more Bibles. He didn't provide us with enough Bibles. Actually, it was my fault. I should have asked for more. And uh, that's just a group at Pokey uh, from last year. Some of those have left and went to college, and we have a really good group of freshman kids coming now, too. And the next picture is a group of student leaders. And I want you to just notice the guy that has the haircut like mine. Uh, he was a rival coach of mine, and I did not want to go. This is East Sac County. I did not want to go there. This was like Nineveh, and Adam wanted, uh, you know, and in the early days, it was Wall Lake View, Auburn, and I hated to play down there because they'd come running off the hill, and they made you go to halftime in a shed that wasn't worth standing in and things like that. But anyway... Um, he was the only connection I had down there, and uh, a couple years ago, two and a half years ago, he, he uh, said yes to me coming down and meeting with him. And uh, uh, so we were able to do that, and um, he wanted to, he was thinking about student FCA, and I said, you know, let, let's think about coaches having a coach's huddle first. And... Uh, so I went over some things with him. We met uh, with some of their administration and get permission to be in their school. And, uh, yeah, it just, I just remember when I left that meeting, he said, what if I'm the only one? I said, I'll come down. But, uh, yeah, so the uh, three coaches you see in there, uh, we had have uh, coaches huddle with about mm, probably eight to nine most of the year, year and a half. And uh, Marilyn is a volleyball coach, and Mitch on your left to the back is a track coach, and he actually farms, but he comes to the huddle, and then Eric uh, coaches football. But those three wanted to start a student huddle. So I talked to him about 
you know, the first thing we want to do is to train student leaders because they wanted to meet at school. And technically, uh, we need to not be leading it too much as adults at school. It's just, uh, it helps us. Um, so they picked uh, five students out who were actually juniors at this time. So last spring, we spent, I, I just spent one session with them, and they did the rest of the training themselves. And uh, they meet with this group once a week or once a month, and then the students lead uh, their, their huddles. So this is what it's turned into in just a year. So, you know, that's, that's God at work. That's nothing to do with Adam Timmerman or Roger Summerlatt. That's God at work. That is just really cool. Okay, so the next one is uh, this is just uh, in our home. Um, and those are our seniors that we're sending them off and, and uh, uh, having just some fun with them last summer. And the next picture, this is Humboldt Middle School. This is Tracy's volunteer job. <laughs> and uh, she, uh, I've, I've was there last year, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm glad she's doing this and not me <laughs> because, uh, whew. Uh, but they get some great teaching, and uh, Humboldt has just a great time slot for the middle school. It's, it's a real blessing, and I'm just glad that Tracy steps up and, and um, is a part of that, having fun and meeting with those people. Okay, and then we have a new huddle start in Pokey Elementary. This is a fun story for me because uh, Terry Samuelson, I, I, I was talking to her a year ago, and then um, Gwen Johnson, her husband Leon, goes to the coaches' huddle at Pokey, and uh, she came last spring, and um, they're different buildings, and it's a little hard to do that before school and all that, so... Gwen and Terry decided to start their own teacher huddle. <laughs> so whenever there's something that says coach, they say teacher. <laughs> but it's the same thing. And uh, that's just started this year. And they started with two, and there's seven, seven gals. And uh, I was really encouraged one day one of the gals was uh, taking tickets for one of the basketball games I'm going in. And I said, well, thanks for going to the... Uh, elementary huddle and they said wow I've been teaching a long time but I didn't know the encouragement I would get at that huddle and I thought that's that's a statement there for our elementary huddle okay and last fall we had a fields of faith at BVU and uh, Adam has worked with some some of the uh, staff at BVU that really want to get FCA going better on their campus and just kind of be an outlet for the area for FCA a little bit more. So we had a really, really fun night of worship led by BVU people by testimonies from one of the gals and one of the guys that are students at BVU that were totally awesome. And uh, then we had the Adam Timmerman as our speaker. And uh, we had uh, 485 people at this Fields of Faith. And uh, Adam, would you not say that BVU was a little shocked at 
that, uh, that amount of people that showed up. And, and so it was a really, really good night. And I think some people from here were there too. Okay, my next one is um, we do what we call a coach's timeout in March. This will be our third one coming up. And uh, so this is for our coaches and teachers. And you can come alone. Uh, you can come with your spouse. And it's also for our um, financial partners. <laughs> and it does not cost you anything. You're going to be fed a catered meal and have uh, some good in entertainment. And uh, we are working on all the details. Can I share about the one, Gavin? Gavin Jerome is a... Um, He's the moral mechanic. He is a comedian from Ankeny, and he was at a staff um, event and, uh, in the fall, and I haven't laughed that hard uh, for a long time. And he's a, he's a believer, but he is super funny. So uh, there's going to be more information, and we're hoping right at him in the next week we can roll out. You have to um, do an electronic uh, sign up thing for us so we know how much food to cater in but there is no cost it's at Cherokee Russ has been there and some other people in here have been there and it's a fun time is that right Russ it's a fun time okay so that'll be coming up for students what's coming up is uh, FCA sports camp in Pella um, it's July 10th through the 14th this year it's at Central College in Pella uh, it's for students entering eighth grade through graduated seniors, and there are scholarships available, and I'm going to have some of that information and updated information for your table back there um, after, after the service. So if you are interested, I would say get signed up. Last year in the middle of June, they closed it. They had uh, 400 students going. That's all the beds they had at Central College. So if you want to go, it's a great camp for... Uh, sports improvement, but it's even a better camp for, for um, just uh, training the whole person. And uh, I've uh, really enjoyed working those camps in the past and seeing the, the uh, spiritual growth in people and then watching how many All-State players come out of those camps, which has been tons. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun. So... Uh, we are going to turn it over to Russ again or Adam? Adam. So the Adam Timmerman who played for the Packers and won a Super Bowl. And the Rams. And so he won a Super Bowl at both. Do I have to stay up here? Yes, you have to stay up here. i got to go get my Bible. Here. Okay. All right. I'll take it over. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, you know, when you give Roger 10 minutes, that was supposed to be 10 minutes, so. Uh, anytime you have a head coach and you give them the mic, it's going to be longer than they say. I just didn't learn that. But thank you for having me this morning. Uh, glad to be up here. We're, we don't get to talk about any of our teams being in the Super Bowl, really, Russ. So me and you were in the same boat, so. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to pick on you. That, that, we're in the same boat. I, I didn't mean that to be negative, but... Um, Thank you for having me here. Uh, we're going to show you guys. Are you, actually, everybody, the ushers could hand out those uh, Discovery Bible Study uh, sheets. That's what we're going to go over. Um, 
My name is Adam Timmerman. I'm the Northwest Iowa Area Director for FCA. I get the pleasure of serving our area reps like Roger. Uh, we have seven, about to be eight. Some are part-time, some are full-time. And uh, I just enjoy it. We have, we have our Monday morning meetings and we, we do the Discovery Bible Study Method, which is also what we teach our students and our coaches. And um, we're going to share a little tool you guys can put in your toolbox as well. And the beauty in this is because we're football players, and I can say this and pick on ourselves, is I like things that are simple. And the genius is in the simplicity of the Discovery Bible Study. Um, the E3 method, the, the uh, engage, equip, empower uh, that FCA goes through with our coaches and athletes and, and teachers and students, um, is basically, it, it, uh, it's part of this, but the main way we study the Bible is through this discovery Bible study method. And this wasn't designed any, by anyone in FCA. Um, it was outside of FCA, so no pride in that. Um, but I just, I just think it's an awesome tool. And uh, part of my testimony is my teammates led me to Christ uh, as a rookie at the, at the Packers. And the first thing I noticed were these other Christian men in the room, they really knew their Bible. And that that for me, and I had one of my daughter, uh, my daughter's a senior at University of Cincinnati, uh, one of her friends, um, who was a boy, asked me, you know, when, when did your faith really come alive for you? And I started, I, that was a good question. I never really had any, anyone ask me that question. We were just sitting around eating at, at the table, and I was like, you know what? It's really when, the, when I started to study the Bible for myself and was surrounded by uh, other men who knew their Bible and, and, and had the wisdom of God taught to them through the scriptures. So that, for me, the light bulb came on because I remember graduating from um, confirmation in eighth grade and they give you the, in, and it was a Methodist church, and they gave you the Good News Bible. And I remember opening it up, new Bible, thinking it's great. And uh, think, I was all pumped up and excited about reading this thing. And, and we had studied some of it, but I was like, it didn't take me very long. And I realized I don't know how to study this and I don't know how to read it very effectively. So I closed it up and put it on the shelf, and not until I was about 25 did I start getting back into the Bible and, and um, learning what God, and that's, I really truly believe this is how he speaks to me. I haven't heard his voice audibly, but when I read scripture, I hear him speaking to me. So I wanted to share that with you all this morning. First of all, I wanted to say thank you all for supporting Roger and, and Northwest Iowa FCA. Um, just it's so nice to have churches that partner um, with our with our reps out in the field, and uh, it just makes for a great partnership. Every, and every time I walk through the door of a school with a box of Bibles, I also think it's awesome to be an American, right? Um, I love that we have Christian coaches and teachers in our schools. We need to keep you there, and uh, and and help you how you can share your faith in our, in our public schools or or private schools as well. But um, very thankful for all of you and, and your partnership. So, um, having said that. We will, uh, I'll bring Roger back up because I'll, I'll have him lead this and then I'll, I'll kind of walk around for participation. I, I just did this the other night at Morningside College too. So FCA started back in 1954 and where I got to know a lot about FCA was down in St. Louis. There was a wise uh, man down there. Walt Enoch was his name. He's probably 90, mid 90s right now. And uh, he's probably one of the wisest people that I know personally. And um, he taught me what FCA was, and I, I got to serve on their board down there, and one of the uh, board requirements was to go to an FCA event 
Um, so I went to a student huddle, and the students were actually leading the huddle. And I remember coming home saying to my wife, we have to bring this back to Cherokee when we move back there, because that was always our plan. And uh, I just think it's, it, FCA has shifted a little bit, even since I started in 2018. And there was no one in Northwest Iowa. There were no FCA people in 2018. And uh, since then, we have seven, seven guys, some part-time, some full-time, uh, now in Northwest Iowa. So they have broken down that territory so that we don't get so spread out. We used to call it covering an area. And uh, we know that that's not the best way to do it, that if you want to have, be in a relationship ministry, that we have to not be stretched so thin. And as you can see, Ryder's a great networker. we got some awesome, awesome guys um, in Northwest Iowa. We're still looking for some females. So if you're feeling called to FCA, get a hold of me. Um, we could use that as well. There's a lot of ministry there too. But uh, I'll introduce this Discovery Bible Study method um, quickly, and we'll get started. So um, you just start off with two questions. What are you thankful for and what are you struggling with? So, um, and then we recommend to have your groups be no more than eight people. And it depends on how, how you want to get started. But when you start a, start a group, and we have sets, they're called sets, um, discovery Bible study sets. They can either be four or as many as 20 sets of just different scripture that you can work your way through. Right now, us as a staff, we're going through John, the book of John. So um, we just break it down into sections. You know where your Bible has the, the heading on there? We just usually stick to one section every uh, Monday morning. So um, it's a great way to go through there, and uh, you can get into some detail. But we always start off with, what are you thankful for and what are you struggling with? So does anybody want to volunteer? We're going to be interactive this morning, so we're going get, to get everybody out of their comfort zone. So we did this the other night at uh, Morningside College, and uh, there was a young man, Davin. I'll, I'll speed it up a little bit because I know we're pushing on time a little bit. But uh, Davin said that um, he's thankful for um, FCA at Morningside, and he was struggling with He had some injuries. He's a track, uh, track person, and he's been struggling with some injuries, um, not allowing him to run track the way he always has. So... Um, so, and these, these become prayer requests uh, at the end, or you can stop. Sometimes we just stop and pray at the beginning as well. So, and then uh, question three and four is, how did you do last week on, on your obey? And you'll see that at the bottom. And uh, who did you share the scripture from last week? So that's the accountability piece. The first week out, you can't do that because he didn't, we didn't talk about anything last week. But, so we'll kind of skip those two, but we can always come back to them. So as far as the scripture, they always say, five to 25 verses. And uh, if you do more, it's just going to take a little more time. Um, but like I say, we usually just do a section. So what we do is we read it twice and we'll have Roger read it. We're going to do John 8. So if you want to follow along with your eyes, the first time we read through John 8, uh, the first 11 verses in John 8. Um, so if you could go to John 8 verses 1, uh, 1 through 11. And uh, we'll have Roger read that the first time through. Everybody follow along with your eyes if you have your Bible with you. And then the second time we go through, uh, we recommend that you either close your eyes or just uh, you can look, look in the sky or whatever you want to do, but not follow along with your eyes. And that's so that I found out with myself, sometimes I get distracted if I don't have the same version as the person reading. I try to figure out why my words are in different order, what this word means. I get distracted. So the second time through, we'll just kind of close our eyes or not, not follow along with our eyes. But go ahead, Roger. We'll have you read that, and you can follow along with your eyes this okay. first time. Am I on? Yep. Okay. John 8, first one. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. 
A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in the front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. All right, thanks, Roger. Um, so we have a volunteer to read it through the second time. Any volunteer? We're going to get you out of your comfort zone this morning. Do we have a volunteer there? Okay. All right. We got a volunteer. Okay. Now this time, uh, you don't have to follow along with your eyes. What version did you just read, Roger? The FCA Bible. Holman. <laughs> oh, yeah, Holmgren. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. We'll have you read through. They each went to his own house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now, in the law of Moses, commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? This they said to test them, that they might have some charge to bring against them. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground, and as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote down on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. All right, thank you. All right, Roger, I'll let you ask the questions now, and I'll go around in the crowd, and I'll find someone to answer. We won't put you on the spot, but raise yeah. your hand if you want to answer. So, so really what we do is, is, is you've got to be in a small group. So we're going to give you about 30 seconds uh, in a group of four, maybe six people. You can turn around, however you want to do it, and you're going to answer Find one thing, what does this say about, it's about God, but here we can say, what does it say about Jesus? Jesus is God, but Jesus is actually doing uh, the questioning. So find four people, and uh, you students and coaches that have done this interactively with us, uh, you can uh, be uh, leading away. <laughs> so 
uh, you got like four to six people. What's it say about God? Hey, all right, so what we're going to do is we need somebody over here in this section to volunteer to, and Adam's going to take the mic to you. Okay. You got him. Yep. All right. Okay, a, so be ready, volunteer. somebody in each section. Anybody want to volunteer? What's, what's this scripture passage say about God? Do you guys have a, something you guys talked about? Yeah? Um, just how forgiving he is, regardless of the sin. Awesome. Great. Good. How about in this section over here? This section, volunteer, raise your hand. Or we'll volunteer. Oh, there we go. Okay. Just how fast Jesus can cut to the point. Um, <laughs> you know, every, the scribes and Pharisees knew the law. Yep. But Jesus knew even more. Mm -hmm. so. All right, over here. To stay committed and let go of your sins and about forgiveness. And right here, anybody in this section? Over here. Volunteer, volunteer, back here. Anyone, anyone? Yes, okay. There, we got a hand. Um, just that he was forgiving and like the things that he was writing down, he could have been writing down about like the specific people that were standing around him, so... Okay, we got some good answers there. Good, awesome. Hey, that's good, and, and here's a trick. Uh, when you know people, like uh, I'm in a study with Dusty Main, and if I want Dusty to answer, I'll go, what do you think, Dusty? And they answer, you know? So that's just a little trick when you get them there. And you can usually see on their face if they want to answer or they're thinking about something. So, Sometimes if it's quiet, though, it's good to call on somebody. So it, that, that, it that works, too. Uh, the next question, so what's it say about people? Okay, there was the gal, and there was the Pharisees. What's it say about them? You got 30 seconds. Okay, go. All right, we're ready. We're going to start in this far section over here first. What's it say about people? Who's got it? All right. Man, look at They're volunteering. I love They're it. just coming out of the woodwork here. The heart of a volunteer. Yeah. Uh, people are unlike God in that we can be very unforgiving. 
All right. How about over here? What's this, what's this say about uh, the woman? What's it say about the Pharisees? Anybody? Volunteer? Otherwise, you get voluntold around my house anyways. Dave, all right. I know Dave, so I can pick on him. I think it kind of says that we all have sin and that we easily condemn others sometimes. True, true. Good job, Dave. You didn't let me down. <laughs> all right, we've got one right here. To not commit adultery. Mm. Yeah. Anybody else? What's it say about people? Yes? I just said we can personally either feel too worthy or unworthy. Mm. Anybody in the crowd today feel a little too worthy or a little unworthy? Very good. Do you want to summarize it? What's that? Do you want to summarize it for me? Can you put it all together? Sure. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The one thing, the one thing, and I, and I mess this up. It's so simple, and I say say it's simple, but I do mess this thing up. There was one step in there, and we'll we'll make sure we get some of this in Russ's hands if you guys want to follow up. Um, we're supposed to, after we read it, have someone just summarize it without without going into too much detail, just so it, it, you can have a kind of a quick summary if you're telling somebody about the story. So go ahead. We're going to do the summary out of order a little bit, but go ahead if you don't mind. So the Pharisees caught a woman in the act and brought her to condemn her and to see two traps being set, one for her and one for Jesus, and neither one went off. Jesus' Jesus's word actually condemned them instead of them condemning the woman. And by the grace of God, she was spared her life that day. And looking at the passage, I hope that she was saved spiritually that day too. Awesome. Good job. And that probably the summary is the, is the toughest part. So we uh, thank you for doing that. So then to wrap it up, we just say, by God's grace, how will we obey this week? How will we obey? How did this scripture speak to you? And, and what's, what's that going to change in your life? How are we going to live this out? Um, and I'll, I'll maybe do this just to, just to speed it along so I don't get Russ into major trouble here for being late. So, um, so I would say, Hey, this week, I'm going to really analyze my actions and make sure I'm not judging people unfairly, you know. Um, I think that's something that I could easily do is make a, make a judgment, and, uh, and that's not right. God is a, is a God of second chances, thank, thankfully. I'm thankful that he is, and, uh, but that's how I can obey this week. Did you want to? Well, um, with our meetings with Adam, you know, he writes down all our answers, and then the next week we have to um, be accountable. And he's so forgiving because sometimes we go, we didn't obey this week. <laughs> and, and our group is pretty honest and transparent. And, and you can deal with that. Um, so that's kind of a cool thing. It's, it's a really cool thing. Uh, what I'd say a little bit about what we're doing here is um, – what I really like about this method, especially for FCA, because we have people that come from a lot of church backgrounds, different ones, and no church. And what it allows the student or uh, the teacher or the coach to do is to interact with the scripture, and they should come to the correct conclusion 
if they're following the scripture. And it, it, it's really been amazing to me to watch that happen in groups. And, and uh, yeah. So that, that's kind of a neat thing about that. that this isn't a, a normal Sunday morning thing where Russ is probably going to do this kind of thing because there's a time for preaching and teaching, and then there's a time for interaction with Scripture. And this is what we like to do with our small groups to get them to interact with the Word of God and then interact that with whatever their vocation is. Awesome. So then you can see the final question there, question eight, is who will you share this Scripture with this week? So hopefully this Scripture... You can meditate on it all week, be thinking about it, think how you're going to obey. But the other cool thing is, hey, who am I going to share this with? And some, some mornings we have people, hey, somebody pops in my mind. I really want to share this with somebody. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. You're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try to find somebody this week that God wants me to share this scripture with. And um, so sometimes we have an answer, sometimes we don't. But then we go back up next week. We'll go back up to question three and four and say, okay, how did we obey? How did we do this week? And how we said we would obey. And then did we actually share it with the person we thought we were going to share it with? And my go-to is, hey, I'm going to share at the supper table. So my wife and my daughter, they usually know what we're, what we're going through um, at least one, at one point in, at a meal that week. So um, that's yeah. always a good place to share it. I'll, I'll share, share one, Adam, just that happened in January was, um, you know, was who you were going to share with. And, and uh, of course, we had no school and late starts most of, most of January. And uh, so I was having trouble meeting with my coaches, so I was going to go on a, just some school visits. So I just, and this is one of the, the coolest things that God has done right now is we walk in with our Bibles to schools, and I can freely walk the halls in all five of these schools. And it is amazing. I don't know how long that'll last, but right now that's pretty cool. But anyway... Uh, I got to meet with a guy I just threw under the rug a little bit ago, but Dusty, and I got to share with you during that, we, I think we talked for 45 minutes or an hour, just about a lot of things, and we got to share some deep things with each other, and I got to share what we had done so I could, I could notch that off, but it wasn't the purpose for that, but it was just God's timing. That's cool. So that's pretty much it. I won't spend any more time on that because we know we want to get you, but... I think each one of you can probably see how simple this is. If you want to lead a Bible study, whether it's a men's study, a ladies' study, couples' study, it can be the same format. Um, don't, don't let your groups get too big. Um, I highly recommend free tip would be get a study Bible. That helps. I know our guys were always, we kind of say, hey, you're cheating, you're reading the study Bible. But <laughs> it does help bring, bring more knowledge into it than you would normally get without a study Bible. So I recommend that if you're going to lead one. I recommend that to all of you in here. I would, I would get a study Bible if you don't have one. But if you're going to lead, I would for sure have one just to bring some more into that. Um, and we want to get to know God. What's, what's John 1.1 1, 1 say? The Word became flesh. We want to know Jesus as our friend. We want to get to know him. We want to get to know him in a deeper relationship. So I want to encourage all of you to do that, whether, whether you're a coach, whether you're a pastor, uh, whether you're a plumber or a farmer or, or whatever you do on a daily basis, teacher, Whatever that may be, um, you know, please get in God's word. If you really want your relationship with him to grow, that's what it takes. And that's what it's taken for me, and I want to encourage everybody to do that. So, all right, I will turn it over back to Russ. Unless you had anything else, Roger? Okay. That was, all right. Thank you.
Thank you, gentlemen. And uh, a little bit outside the box for our Sunday morning service, but um, you know, part of the work uh, here of the ministry is that we're equipping you um, as believers. And so I hope that this was a way in which you've been equipped this morning um, to get you deeper into the Word, not just on Sunday mornings, but uh, throughout the week. And I also just in follow-up to what they shared, Adam made a point of emphasis that it's through the Word of God that you grow in your relationship with Christ. And if you evaluate your own life right now and just ask the question, do I have a relationship with Jesus? If you can't answer that with a clear conviction that yes, you do, then I want to close this time here by praying that, um, that you would receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so as I pray, I want to invite the worship team to come forward. And uh, let's close this time now here with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this time of worship as we were gathered around your word, interacting with your word, with each other. And Father, I pray that your spirit would continue to guide us and lead us as we walk out our spiritual journey. And Lord, if there's somebody listening today that desires to enter into that relationship with you, your word is very clear that we are all sinners in need of a Savior. And Lord, you've created us for a relationship with you, but that sin is what separates us from a relationship with you. And you sent the answer. You sent Jesus to pay the penalty and the price for sin so that we could be made right with you. And if there's someone right now that desires to enter into this relationship with God Almighty... I want to encourage you to pray with me in your heart and say, Jesus, I want this relationship. I want you to guide and lead my life. And today, I want to make you my Lord and Savior. And so I come to you, a sinner, in need of saving. And I'm asking for forgiveness of my sin, that you would cleanse me and make me new. And I'm asking that you would help me to walk in your ways as I live this redeemed life. Thank you for this gift of salvation that comes by grace through faith. We love you, Lord, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.